You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the lockdown Padres podcast which is part of the lockdown podcast network your team every day for friday how about that friday june 25th as always i'm your host with sometimes occasionally but certainly not always the most javier reyes you might be familiar with some of my baseball related work at places like baseball fyi fires on base or off the bench baseball or recently launched just baseball very cool website guys check that out or maybe my pop culture entertainment beat of things is more down your lane by any chance at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse, Film Cred, Bloody Disgusting, and more, and hopefully many more to come. But of this year, Lockdown Padres podcast, though, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. If you feel so inclined, hit me up on there with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have, and I'll do my very best to get back to you, and maybe even get back to you right here on this whole podcast. That's right, right here on the show. You could appear. You could get a little shout-out. How crazy is that? Uh, today's episode, guys, is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me this week on Sunday at 4.10 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm going to be doing a little bit of the uh, double Spotify Greenroom. What I mean by that is I'm going to be joined by Mr. Millard Thomas of Locked On Diamondbacks. We're probably going to cover the beginning of the game, first couple innings, and then reacting to the end of the game. That should be a lot of fun, guys. Sunday, fun day. Who says you have to just chill out on Sunday? I mean, granted, I'm still going to be pretty relaxed, I think, on this call with Millard. Uh, but still, it should be a lot of fun. You guys should definitely download the app and show up to that. Add me on there at Javier Reyes, J-A-V-I-E-R-R-E-Y-E-S. And when you add me on there, you follow me on there, you'll be notified when the room goes live, guys. Really, really nifty stuff there. Shout out to Spotify Green Room. Good stuff. And now, guys, for today's episode, there was no game to cover yesterday. Weird. I know. So the, mo- the majority of today's episode, I'm going to be talking with Arm Layton about Just Baseball, the site that just launched. And just... We actually just get into general baseball media talk and how it's covered, how it's talked about. We get really, really nerdy and kind of insidery. And I don't know if that's necessarily your guys' thing to hear about baseball media and stuff. But still, I mean, there was no game yesterday. So what do you want from me? I don't have too many takeaways. I'm saving some of my big trade talks and all that stuff for next week. But still, we're going to start this off by just talking about a couple things. Uh, Just a grab bag of topics to start off the day. And that's, well... Firstly, uh, just to, to talk about it, I did write about Fernando Tatis Jr.'s top 10 plays of his career. You can check that out on the site. I'm going to link to a different uh, article I wrote about for trade targets uh, just so you guys can listen to that or I should say read that and maybe be prepped for next week, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm going to talk about that more in detail, what I think about the Padres trade, potential pra- trade situations, especially since we're playing kind of the same teams next week that we just played like a week ago. So that should be a lot of fun. Um and just in terms of Tatis's top 10 plays, there's not much to talk about there in just the sense that the man has had a lot of plays. It's kind of remarkable that in just 22 years of age that he has had as many bar- remarkable plays as he had. It was actually a little bit hard to do the rankings. You guys could check it out, like I said. Uh, but I definitely had a lot of fun doing it. I wrote it in my classic style, I guess you could say, and I talk with Arm a little bit about my style a little bit later on this podcast. But um, I really enjoyed writing about that. I want you guys to guess what number one is. Uh, I want you guys to guess what number two is. Don't get me wrong. There's some Trevor Bauer, homering off of Trevor Bauer nominees in there. It was a lot of fun to write. But another thing I want to talk about really quickly that actually has to do with 
baseball, one with the Padres, and one with just general stuff. Firstly, Ryan Weathers getting demoted. I kind of realized the other day that I haven't really talked a lot about Ryan Weathers and why he was demoted. And because he was like a not rookie of the year. I think rookie of the year right now is like Trevor Rogers, Dylan Carlson, guys like that uh, coming out of the NL at least. But Weathers, I think, at least has to be brought up a little bit, especially because he's also really fun to watch. I, I enjoyed him pitching against the Dodgers earlier on in the season. Just a little bit of a gamer, always looking at when he's up to bat that he's looking forward to it, which is wild. He's got a crazy look in his eye when he's trying to bat, I guess. But um, it was a little bit weird that he got demoted. And Dennis Lynn wrote about this in The Athletic the other day, kind of answering some fail, um, some mailbag questions, I should say. Um. And basically, he kind of said that there's a variety of reasons it could be them genuinely wanting him to work on his control, which is possible. I know that we're used to baseball being a league in which guys are sent back down or not called up soon enough because of service time manipulation and all that stuff. But I don't understand why they would option him, use up an option like that on Ryan Weathers when he'd been performing really well for the team. I know that there were some things, and Dennis Lynn brought this up, like some of his extended stacks, his expected on-base average and all that stuff was actually a lot higher than it ended up being expected ERA all those kind of advanced stats. I get that, but to an extent, I'm still a little bit surprised. And I guess that part of the reason they were able to maybe stomach sending him sending him down is also because um, you know, the the resurgence of Chris Paddock, the resurgence of Nelson Lamette probably eases the burden just a little bit. But then it's also weird because it's like, so you're gonna keep Miguel Diaz up here. You're gonna keep some of these other guys, and I love Miguel Diaz. Don't get me wrong. You guys know why I'm rooting for him. Cobra Kai, baby. But um it's just a little bit odd that you would send him down. And basically Dennis Lynn was like, well, one of the obvious potential reasons is maybe he could be getting set up for a trade or something like that. Maybe they're grooming him a little bit more. I don't know exactly what they're doing, but my take is, look, I did write about this at the trade deadlines. Remember, link in the description, uh, my trade targets that I'm already feeling like are just, I, I got a little bit conservative on some of them. There's some there's some big ones in there, but I feel like I got a little bit conservative. AJ Preller could make a big move any second. We know that Max Scherzer could absolutely be a guy that they got. They, they just they could go for it. They could just totally go for it. And I imagine that especially with Weathers not necessarily being a guy who has this big an upside as, say, Abrams, Campizano, um, Mackenzie Gore, that it's possible that they may deal, maybe sell high on Ryan Weathers to get one of those big pieces. So we'll have to see. It could potentially be for that. Uh, so there's, that's just my thoughts on that. And lastly is a little bit of a rant. Okay, it's a little bit of a rant on pitchers and baseball right now and the sticky stuff. And it's not what you think. It's not the whole Major League Baseball isn't handling this well. I mean, they aren't. I don't. Th- I, I. I think that there's. It's it's good that they're kind of deciding to enforce rules, but then midway through the season, it's just like, well, why are you doing it now? You're only doing it now because the offense is down so much. So it's a little bit. I don't know. It's just a little disingenuous that you actually care about this. You're only caring about it now because of the offense, and you should have addressed this before with the agreements and everybody setting down. It's just it's just a little bit weird. Tyler Glasnow, I actually thought, had a lot of good thoughts on this whole kind of ordeal. But it's not about that. My beef is with the players reacting. Whenever they get kind of checked for sticky stuff, the umpires, they come check them when they come off the mound, that they start freaking out, Okay. And they started, you know, it became a thing on Twitter. You know, you got all these guys, they take off their pants. Sergio Romo and all these guys losing their mind. Max Scherzer unbuckling his belt and everything. And here's what I will say. I don't want to see pitchers acting like they're the victims now. Don't get me wrong. I think baseball isn't handling this well. But you guys shouldn't be acting like it's so, you should be aghast, just absolutely appalled that they're checking the fact that you guys have been having a bunch of stuff on your pitches that have made it about 
you you know, ten times stickier to the ball where you have players saying you can't even you have to wash it off like it's it's stuck there for days. It's some goopity goop thing. It's like a I don't even know. I'm running out of adjectives. I can't come up with a funny pop culture reference this time, guys. Bottom line is it's sticking real hard. And I just think that, like, the the pitchers acting like it's so awful and that it's so stupid that they're daring to check them. It's like, relax. You know what I mean? Like, relax with all that. Yes, it's a little bit annoying. But bottom line is you guys have been kind of taking advantage of this rule. Granted, I'm with you on the whole Major League Baseball deciding randomly all of a sudden that they want to enforce this. But don't act like them enforcing basically a rule of just you're not allowed to use this extreme stuff that that's like it's not like they're asking you to check whether or not you know you have an uh some type of i don't even know like a like an extra glove in your pocket like some really dumb type of rule you know what i mean max scherzer does get a little bit of a pass because i think he was more annoyed by the fact that like joe girardi demanded them to check him for like the third time in the game based off basically no evidence you're just kind of being petty about it so that if he's upset for that i get it but everybody else come on like, stop acting like this isn't a giant thing that a lot of pitchers go through. I thought Jacob deGrom handled it pretty gracefully. He's just smiled about it, did it, moving on. Guys, there's clearly, like, an epidemic of this in baseball. Accept it. Move on. The end. Um, but with that all said, guys, that about does it for my opening uh, thing of this here podcast. I want to talk to you guys now about Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine available. It's the only moist nicotine pouch on the market. All other nicotine pouches are dry, white pouches. Nothing dips, spits, and packs like Fully Loaded Chew. And they're offering Locked On Padres listeners a special offer. Right now, you can try a can for just $1. That's right, just $1. Go to www.fullyloadedchew.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. Just $1 and free shipping. If you use that code, guys, LOCKEDON at checkout. The next time you go for a dip, make it Fully Loaded Chew. And now, guys, transitioning, I want to talk to you about Bet Online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season, obviously, in full swing. We got all the sticky stuff. We got the Padres dominating baseball, of course. And, well, they've got you covered there. And they also have you covered with all the latest stuff in NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA type of action. So be sure to go there, guys, before the next pitch on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. You don't want to sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember to use that promo code LOCKEDONGUYS. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And now, guys, let's continue talking with Aram, the god, the guru of all things baseball. Here we go. Transition time now. Uh, let's talk about just baseball, man. Uh, a big site that is launching. By the time people are listening to this, it has launched. Uh, lots of good content on there. There's TikToks. There's there's prospect rankings like you alluded to. There's me writing dumb jokes that have to do with uh, the PlayStation. I'm not even kidding uh, when Tessie's I say that. Top 10 plays, bro. Yeah, Everybody top 10 plays. Rolling over to that. It's sick. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's one of the big pieces coming out for sure. Um, but like, wh- how did this start? Let's, let's, because people don't realize this has been in the works for a long time. And you told me about this as like, ah, yeah, I mean, 
I want to, I'm thinking of just starting up a site. And like, if you want to like help out with it or something like that, I'm like, all right, cool. He's like, yeah, maybe for my podcast, might have a couple of people write every now and then. And now all of a sudden it's what it's become. So what's kind of the sentence or paragraph summary on the site, I guess. Yeah. The crazy (laughs) begin is is as we do this today, you know, you mentioned where we started and how I initially was thinking about it. And as of this morning, we were featured in the sports business journal. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it's been some kind of a whirlwind, man. But, uh, you know, it really did start with the prospects podcast. I had so many people saying, Hey, where can I find your rankings? Where can I find your thoughts on prospects? This and that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I don't really have anywhere to put it. And, and I was also thinking, you know, it's so hard to find podcasts, especially mm-hmm. if they're not team oriented, where someone finds your podcast by searching Padres. But you know, how many people are just searching prospects? Uh, mm-hmm. I was thinking, okay, well, what if I have articles to go with these? And that's something that we're doing still as part of the website is, you know, I just had Alec Burleson on to be able to turn that into an article and say Alec Burleson talks about his meteoric rise through the minor leagues. Like that's the cool thing that I wanted to be able to do. And, and I love to write, you know, that's something I've always done. Um, that was always been a big part of my life, whether I was writing for Kevin Durant's boardroom, whether I was writing for SB nation, whether I was writing for, uh, you know, newspaper, whatever it was, I always loved it. Uh, and as I pursued the broadcasting career, it, it I, I kind of drifted away from it. And then, my play-by-play job disappeared due to COVID. And that's mm-hmm. where we were sitting around doing these podcasts. And uh, I just realized how segmented baseball was. And that was the really thing, the, the really big thing that got me into it was when I would do my research for the podcast, it was like, okay, I want the advanced stats. I'm going to fan graphs. I want more surface level information. I go to MLB.com, I guess. Uh, but fan graphs sometimes just gives me a headache looking at it. And it's an incredible website. I, mm-hmm. It was just like, I, there's no way that my uncle, is going on fan graphs and he loves baseball. You know, it's just too much for him. So I was like, okay, but he wants to learn more than the surface of MLB.com stuff. Why is that the way it is? And then mm-hmm. I have to pay a subscription fee for Baseball America. I have to pay a subscription fee for D1 Baseball to keep up with college. I have to pay a subscription fee for betting picks or anything like that. I have to go to another website for fantasy. And I'm like, okay, yes, it is a daunting task to have it all in one spot. But if you can put together the staff, and I was fortunate to be able to have people like you, uh, people that I met in Syracuse, people that I met when I worked in the Cape Cod League. And uh, during COVID was like, hey, what if we can make it this one-stop shop? And long story short, uh, that's exactly what we started doing. And we got approached by a big media company in Den of Geek, which does, I know you're familiar with their like Marvel movie stuff. They do more media, entertainment, movies, TV shows, mm-hmm. stuff like that. They wanted to get into sports. They loved our idea and we partnered and they gave us an army. And here we are ready to launch with a website that I would have never been able to afford in terms of development with resources <laughs> I would have never been able to attain. And now we can take that idea and make it real. And uh, that's what I'm most excited about is to be able to have everything in one spot, whether it's all the different verticals, whether it's the video, the audio. And I mean, the fact that we have Jeff Conine as our advisor for the site, who I'll be hosting a show with every week as well. And uh, it's just all come together so quickly. And and I'm really excited about it. And uh, I really think, you know, our tagline is baseball for everyone. And I really think that uh, there's going to be something for everybody on there, whether it's baseball cards or uh, advanced statistics. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree, man. I'm, I'm full on board. You know, I just stumbled upon this site and I was like, oh yeah, let me write. Uh, and then you were like, okay, cool. No, but uh, in all honesty, like 
yeah. And you mentioned Jeff Conine, Mar- Marlon's uh, legend, Jeff Conine. And you've already shared me some of the things that you're working on with him and some of the things behind the scenes that uh, we won't talk about just yet. But I guess tell the pod, what the hell? Like, why did you add me to this site? That that I think is what everyone's wondering, because they're like, wait a minute, this freaking schmuck. He only started. It, he doesn't know baseball. What the heck? So how did that, I guess, come to fruition? Because I don't want to talk about myself. I guess I'd rather you do it. <laughs> uh, well, you do know baseball. Um, and so here's the thing is I wanted to have the most balanced staff possible. Right. And and the coolest thing about it is Jeff Conine's a perfect example as a guy that played in the late nineties, early two thousands into like 2010, I think. Mm-hmm. He was a guy that, you know, saw baseball start to transition into this analytics revolution, but also is pretty traditional. Mm-hmm. And I asked him and I've asked so many guys this that played the game or that are casual fans or whatever. And nobody says like screw analytics, but mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, it has a place in the game, but there needs to be uh, a balance of both. And mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I want to have the analytic writers, which we have like Colby Olson and some of the other guys on our Mm -hmm. staff that are like, they do things that I don't even know what they're doing. And I'm pretty well versed in analytics. But then I also (laughs) want to have those people that are like yourself, that are fun, have the personality. Not to say analytics people are boring. Colby is also very fun. But generally Mm -hmm. speaking, I don't think I've ever laughed at a Fangraphs article. Uh, Like, you know, it's just like, I, I wanted to have that balance of like, you have the staff of writers that aren't afraid to be themselves, which clearly you're not, um, that are fun, <laughs> that are personable, you know, that, that have that personality. Because at the end of the day, I think that's what's really missing in baseball is mm-hmm. there's a big disconnect between the baseball players, the fans, and the people that are covering them. And that is why I think we're not really getting that marketability. People say, oh, baseball doesn't market their stars. Sure, Major League Baseball could do a better job of that. But I also think a big problem with it is that you have these 70-year-old writers that don't even speak the same language as a lot of these players. Um, And not saying you have to be bilingual, but that can't really align with these players. Um, And then those are the people that are supposed to be marketing them. Those Mm -hmm. are the people that are on the inside telling us what's going on and telling us what they said. They're the ones that get to select what quotes we get to hear. They're the ones that get to do all of these things. And uh, some do a great job, but I think overall, that's part of what's missing from baseball is that we have a big disconnect between the players and the people that are covering them. And I don't think you see it as dramatic in other sports. And that's something I'm really excited to be able to do with our relationship with players. Uh, So many different players that we're going to have interviews with all the time uh, with Jeff, with other prospects that are going to be very involved as our like quote unquote active analysts. I think that we can deliver and kind of break down that wall um, and show the personality of players and align with them in a way that I don't think is being done properly right now in, in the baseball landscape and say what you want about Trevor Bauer, but that's why he's doing it himself. Yep. Right. He said, nobody's going to present me the way I want to be presented. I'm just going to do it myself. And mm-hmm. Trevor Bauer can bother me. Don't get me wrong. He bothers everybody, but mm-hmm. I do commend him for that because mm-hmm. it is a daunting task. And um, you're starting to see more baseball players want to do that. And that's awesome, but not everybody wants to. And we're here to do that because uh, that shouldn't even be something you have to worry about, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. And like what I've always said with Bauer, just on that last point, like Bauer, for me, my beef or issues with Bauer, a lot of his personal opinions. Mm-hmm. Right. But when it comes to baseball, I've always been like, I, I, yeah, isn't it a little annoying every now and then, but I think he's 
look, everyone talks about the Tatis thing and, you know, his homers off of uh, Trevor Bauer and doing the eye thing and all this stuff. And the funny thing is, like, I 100 percent believe Trevor Bauer when he's just like, yeah, like celebrate. Like, I think he's like, I don't if you I ask Trevor it- Bauer, he's like, I'll be the villain to Tatis like I want to have this stuff and guess what he can do the sword thing is a little dumb sure but baseball needs dumb things that like appear on memes and stuff like that right because our our, our touchdown celebrations like cool like not really not really you know what I'm saying like (laughs) are they weird absolutely they're bizarre it's like so it's fine you know but like and also I don't think and this is an important point do Mm -hmm. you think that Trevor Bauer and Fernando Tatis Jr. don't like each other no, I think There's that no at most shot they don't like, like each other. There's it's no a competitive. shot. It's, it's competitive, a competitive and they're thing. having fun. Mm-hmm. And that's what you need. Like, I don't think they're best friends, but no. I don't think that they have an issue with each other, right? Mm-hmm. They, like they're going back and forth on Twitter or whatever. If they saw each other in public, I guarantee they'd say, hello, how's it going? And, and yeah. smile and laugh it up. Like that's the thing. And baseball needs that. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need the head to head feuds. Those are fun too, but mm-hmm. it's just some friendly competition. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think there's a mutual mm-hmm. respect there. I think Bauer will tell you Tatis is a hell of a baseball player. And I bet Tatis will tell you Bauer is one hell of a pitcher. And that's the beautiful thing about the game. And mm-hmm. I think we're getting to that. And I think that it's a perfect time for us to be doing this because we want to be the people that kind of amplify that. So mm-hmm. I am excited. Uh, yeah, I agree, to man. Provide that context and, and jump all over it because baseball is in a great spot. I, mm-hmm. I, I will forever combat the myth that baseball is dying. Sunday night baseball is at an all-time high, Literally, or at least the yeah. highest it's been we in were just five or six about years. Mm-hmm. And, and they could still make the broadcast better. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a terrible broadcast, and it still keeps getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Little League <laughs> participation, all-time high. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the things you look at, TikTok. We're using TikTok. I don't know anything about TikTok, but if nope. I know one thing about that app, it's that it's dominated by people ages 16 to 25. And we have 50,000 followers on there. And – that is largely Peter, not much me at all, um, who's my <laughs> co-founder. But the point is, if TikTok is dominated by people age 16 to 25, and we gained 50,000 followers in a little over a month and a half, two months, where are those followers coming from? Mm-hmm. Those are kids, man. I just think the difference is that kids are not sitting down for three-hour ball games, Yeah, which I hardly am. Like mm. I, I watch game to game. I think they have the new like red zone version on MLB TV. Yeah. And I love mm-hmm. it. But for me to sit down and watch an entire ball game on TV, unless it's a prospect debut, unless it's someone I'm watching with intent, you know, I'm not going to watch without picking my phone up, just dead set on yeah. the game for three mm-hmm. hours mm-hmm. in a regular season baseball game. No. And, and I love the game with all my heart, but yeah, there's got to be something in there for me. It's got to be a prospect. It's got to be a game I care about. It's got to be, you know, Dodgers, Padres, whatever it is. So, I just think kids aren't sitting down for three hours to watch games. And that's the only measure right now that people are looking at uh, to, to be able to say, oh, baseball is in a bad spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't think it is. And I think we're, we're seeing that firsthand. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Investing, guys, it can be complicated. But whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. And Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. And best of all, it is automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of 
assets and you can get your first 5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB, guys. Remember, that is 5,000 managed for free for life at Wealthfront, W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T.com slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings. And that's not all, guys. I need to talk to you about the best tasting protein bars in the world, guys. Those are the Built Bars. They've got a great variety of flavors, Ben and Jerry style. You know what I'm saying? They got all these limited edition flavors. They've got birthday cake. They've got uh, German chocolate cake. They've got coconut. They've got coconut almond cherry. Everything. They basically have everything that you can want, guys. And of course, they are healthy for you. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only four grams of sugar, and only four grams net carbs guys so what are in the what in the lord's name are you waiting for go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15% off your first order remember that is promo code locked 15 for 15% off at builtbar.com yeah and i think you could certainly say baseball isn't in a prime spot but we were talking about with the with old writers and stuff and you know i mean not that you don't i know you pay attention to the nba you had a funny tweet about um, Kevin Herter the other day, which was really good, by the way. Um, and then, you know, I imagine you unfortunately succumbed to the the death trap that is football uh, as well. But like one thing about those sports is baseball doesn't have people that are fun and doing weird things, indie writers and smaller publications, podcasts, whatever. They definitely do. The problem with baseball that I've noticed versus football, the NBA, even dare I say sometimes the NHL. It's just that the most prominent people are the older people. It's not necessarily a good thing that most people know, and this is not a shot like Tim Kirkjian and A-Rod as like the prominent baseball voices right now. And that Jeff Passan, who's 40 years old, like he's cool too. I like him, but like he's like the most notable higher standing guy that's like hip for baseball. I know he tweeted like a joke the other day and I was like, wow. You know, yeah, it's like crazy, right? Like there was something of him coming back against someone who was trying to say, hey, there's no more singles anymore. And he was like, oh, wow, it's, it's really great for you to admit that you that you prefer singles over home runs, dude. Like it's he's very smart. He's fast. He's kind of, you know, baseball doesn't have enough of those guys. They don't have their Mina Kimes. You know what I mean? They don't have those people who are just so quick on all these little things, social media takes pop culture references, whatever you want to say it. And then you know, it's you know mostly the, the older people. Worldwide Wob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like yeah. my favorite. What's his name yeah. again? Uh, well, uh, world, yeah, Wob. It's a Wob. worldwide Wob like, with the Adam Silver picture. That guy's unreal. Like he's the mm-hmm. funnest town ever, and he's on it. And like that's what we want to do. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, you're, you're totally right. Baseball is totally lacking that. And you need your Tim Kirkjans. Like you need mm-hmm. those guys too. Like there's that's Adam Schefter, right? Like you mm-hmm. need those guys. Ken Rosenthal. They all do incredible jobs. And those are the true journalists that are going to communicate. How many rounds the draft's going to be, the big stories, the trades. Those are the things that we might not be doing as much. We'll give you the analysis and our thoughts on it, but you're right. We need the fun content, right? Mm -hmm. Not every, I don't think people are looking forward every single day to like, oh, let's read that, you know, that column on Major League Baseball today. Mm -hmm. Uh, They want to have some fun. And, you know, I think that's what we'll be able to provide. And Mm -hmm. it's a good balance with the veterans, the incredible, they do an amazing job. I look up to, uh, Tim Kirkchen more than maybe mm-hmm. anybody in, in the sports world. I like uh, him too. Yeah. But, but you know, that being said, we're here to balance it all out. You know, mm-hmm. let's have a little fun and still provide some, some insight from a more modern perspective. It's kind of like to, to, to make a little bit analogy to actual players. 
oftentimes when I, and I get a little bit of trouble for this when I bring up the culture problems with baseball, but it's not that Mike Trout not being a super fun personality is bad. What's bad is that the game doesn't encourage the not humble, strict to the numbers types. That's the problem with baseball. I love your Kirk Jens, your Mike Trout. It's great. It's it's fun to kind of have. It's kind of funny to just see Trout. He's business as usual. You know what I mean? All that stuff. Like, it's good to have that. The problem is that unlike the other sports, it often has a very gatekeepy culture to it. That's very like, we don't want that in the game. It's crazy to look up. Ken Griffey Jr. stories where like people didn't like that he wore his hat backwards. Like, like, what are we in? Like, like, I don't even know what a good comparison because I can't even think of a thing like that's so crazy that this guy got up here in like the backwards cap. So that's the issue with baseball sometimes is that it's most prominent people aren't encouraged as much, but uh, I'm hopeful that the site really becomes a kind of a banner for that kind of like a, a chapel of just every kind of thing. And I can't wait to, to write more for it, but I also want to ask you, aside from like writing stuff, what are some of the things that people should look forward to from the site? Any other announcements for it that are coming in the future? Because I'm looking forward to this summer and I know there's an office. I've visited the office and the giant John Cena float that was just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> we're still converting some of the Den of Geek stuff out. Uh, but yeah, the, the John Cena float can't go anywhere either because it, it's ripped at the bottom and it's all sand. Oh, oh that's and, right. Uh, that's right. Yeah. It's going to be an operation to get John Cena out of there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we're, we're really excited. We've got, you know, the show coming with Jeff Kona and that's going to be awesome. I think keep an eye out for some other shows with potential big leaguers. Um, we, we are going to be at Omaha in a couple of days doing some live shows from the college world series. And then we'll be at the all-star game doing some live shows from there. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff coming and, I'm, I'm really excited to be able to do that. And not to mention, we're still going to be diving into those deeper, hard hitting pieces. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm working on something right now that is, you know, it, it's a very talked about topic, but I think there's always an angle that uh, needs to be exposed. And uh, having so many friends in the minor leagues, we're talking, we're going to be, I'm diving into a little bit of a teaser is uh, the housing crisis in minor league baseball. Yep. And, and I'm hoping that this can make some waves and, um, we have some really good quotes and some good firsthand accounts. So that's the cool balance is we want to bring that stuff too. And so, yeah, keep an eye out for some cool stories like that. We're going to have some awesome draft coverage as well. Uh, a lot of great interviews. Trevor Hoffman uh, is, is slated to come on the show with Jeff Conine and I, uh, it's going to be called outside the box with Jeff Conine, by the way. And um, I, I don't know if, Trevor knows it yet, but Jeff said, Oh no, I'll get Trevor. So uh, they played together <laughs> with the Marlins. So uh, I think he reached out already, but yeah. So we we're, we've got some good guests on the horizon. There you go. Padres fans. Uh, there you go. Yeah. I was hoping you bring that up. Yeah. Trevor Hoffman's on the way. <laughs> on the way. Trevor time. Indeed. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And I know that like I've pitched you so many ideas that are very much on brand with me, which means that Probably some off-season stuff. I'm really excited oh, for the off-season stuff. Kill too. the off-season. That's <laughs> the hobby off season. season. <laughs> the off-season is going to be a lot of fun. This is definitely something that I think everybody's going to like. Uh, not to take shots, but it's not just some blog that you're starting up. Everybody out there, if you're listening to this, if you're young, start up your blog and work on your craft for sure. I'm not 100%. begrudging anyone, but uh, this is definitely going to be a whole lot more than that. Um, but yeah, do you have any final like takes words that you'd like to share? I know that Marlins are killing it. <laughs> They had a couple of good games in Wrigley. Um, they've got great pitching. I'll tell you that. But who mm. knows? Maybe maybe the Marlins. Trevor Rogers, man. He's pretty good. Yeah. He's the GOAT. 
uh, and you stole them from me in fantasy. But I did. Um, you know, the only thing I'll say is, uh, yeah, I mean, if if you're looking to to write and start a blog, that was what I was going to do. It was, and mm-hmm. I've I've written for now six seven years before graduating from Syracuse. And uh, what ended up happening is I got the resources. So now you know I did have to pony up a little bit more. And so now if this doesn't work out, you know I might be living on the street. 